Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Magic Inn Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohn. And as always, I am joined by the general manager and head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And for the first time since joining the team, we have Christopher Charles, a.k.a. Duck, with us. Uh, thanks so much to both of you for coming aboard. Uh, Jonah, I'll start with you since this is the first time we're having the podcast since the 14 blockbuster trade a couple weeks ago. Uh, what went into the decision to acquire Duck and what got the discussion started between the Knicks, Wizards and Kings that helped make this deal go down? Yeah, you know, um, we've had our eye on Duck for a while, to be honest with you. Um you know, even be, even as, as before the, before the draft, like we were inquiring about, you know, sending 10th overall for duck and in a number of, of potential moves. And so um, we had heard that, you know, there was a chance he was available. And so we, we were ready to jump. And so um, at that point it was kind of like, Hey, um, we have our point guard cap and it, you know, it was less about him than, than it was about, you know, the potential of duck and, and, and how we thought that he would fit in here. Um, and so at that point, you know, it was simple as, as like, Hey, they're not interested in cap. So um, who is, um, so, you know, it was, it was at that point, it's like piecing in the wizards, they're interested. Um, and then, you know, do the Knicks want tie? I think at that point it was, it was unsure and, uh, but the Kings did and the Knicks had a player the Kings wanted. So at that point we just put it all together and it really happened like a matter of two days. It was really quick, but, um, you know, we're, we're, we jumped as soon as we, we heard the duck was available. It was, it was a no brainer from us. Duck, what was your reaction when you heard about the trade? Was this a surprise to you or did you have an inkling that maybe something was coming down the pipe? Um, honestly, it was really more of a shock to me. Obviously, I've been with that team for two and a half years. They drafted me when I was 18 years old, literally like a little kid. So it's like just having to move away and just go away from something that you're used to. It's been like it was a shock, obviously, when I first heard it, but. You know, I understand like that's how this league plays out. It's a business. Teams are doing what's in their best interest to win. So I fully understand it, and I'm just happy to be a part of Magic Gaming now. How have you been adjusting to this new environment, and how is the chemistry building going with you and your new teammates? Um, honestly, I know I've known some of these guys for a while now. Like Snubby, I used to play with him in my like amateur days on like the older two Ks, Rain, um, the center that we have now. I've been playing with him for a while in my amateur days as well. Um, Maddie and uh, May, I've been playing, playing and competing against them for a while. So it's not like anybody, it's not anybody here that I'm not too, too familiar with. Um, I feel like, you know, these guys, they brought me in, they've accepted me here, which I really appreciate because I know like having to deal with a trade like that, I, I didn't, I, I don't sense any like bad blood or like any, like, I don't want you here kind of stuff from any of these guys. It's more of like a family kind of thing. So, like, I really appreciate, like, how they brought me in, just how they've been, like, you know, showing me around, just getting used to everything and how they, like, do things around here, honestly. How would you uh, describe your game as far as what are the things that you excel at? You know, what do you bring to the table? And what can you provide to this group that maybe they didn't have prior to you coming aboard? Well, for me, I pride myself in just being, like, one of the smartest players on the court. I feel like any time that I... Anytime that I step on court, I'm really one of the smartest, especially when it comes to, you know, like ball handling, just when it comes to just inside out playmaking. I feel like this team just needed, like, they play a lot of defense. They play um, they play a lot of defense. I, I noticed that when I, we, we actually played a magic game and 
when I was on the Knicks earlier in the season, the score was like 50 to 40. Like they, I pride myself on being like a, on somebody that's able to facilitate the ball well and score for my team. And when they were able to lock me down, I just feel like, you know, that this is a team that's actually pretty talented. Obviously they didn't come out with the win, but it was mostly because like, they just couldn't really score the ball like that. So bringing in some, bringing in somebody like me who should be able to like, score and facilitate well, get everybody's talents, bring the best out of everybody. Honestly, I feel like I'll be able to bring the best out of Rain, out of Snub, Maddie, and me. I feel like if there's anybody that that can get the job, then it, it could be, it should be me. So just things that I excel at, which is just scoring the ball and facilitating well, while also you know having a lot of IQ when it comes to just 2K. I feel like if I'm pairing that with four really defensive-minded guys, that we could like really make some, really make a lot of noise. Now, we saw you play in 3v3 action in the second leg of the Slam Open. Soon we'll be back to 5v5 for the turn. Uh, Jonah, what about Duck in 5v5 makes him such a special player? And how do you see his style meshing uh, with the other four guys in the more standard format? Yeah, I mean, he, he spoke to it a little bit. Um, I think certainly he he does have the IQ that we we were kind of in need of as far as, you know, 2K IQ. I, I think that, you know, we have a room of really, really bright individuals in general. Um, and so we felt like we just had to have more talent in, in the group. And, and that's what Duck's bringing in. And um, a number of, of things that we weren't able to do well, um, you know, in, in the past, uh, past tip-off tournament uh, that we're, you know, I think we're looking better at, which which would be like, getting more free points, scoring in transition, um, just more natural flow between the, the point guard and the shooting guard and, and things like that, where we clearly have struggled. I mean, I'll be honest, like um, Snubby has not been himself uh, to start the season and, and it's hurt us a lot. Um, and I, I was mentioning this at Duck. I think that we've, man, we may have had 10 total transition points through five regular season games, which is just not, I mean, that's not going to ever get it done. And so we uh, have put a point of emphasis there, but naturally that's kind of how Duck Duck plays. Obviously he's used to getting the ball to Malik in, in spots uh, in New York when Malik was an elite scorer out there uh, when he was paired back backcourt with him. And um, also they, they were one of the best transition teams offensively, especially if I look back to season three, they, you know, Duck, Duck had what should have been the play of the year season three and a transition dunk and things like that, where, you know, it's clearly a strength of his game. So um those are those are all major reasons and in, in, in that we made the move and and also that we think that he's he's a great fit here. Tell us, Duck, about your journey in gaming. For those unfamiliar, Duck was the second overall pick by New York in the 2020 NBA 2K League draft. He spent two seasons with the Knicks and last season was named the league's most improved player. Uh, when did you start playing 2K and when did it kind of hit you that this was something you were clearly better than? Uh, than the average, you know, NBA 2K league player? Um, well, for me, I started playing 2K around, like, when I was 16, 17. I think that's when, like, about, like, 2K 17 or 18 came out. I was just playing it casually with friends, and, you know, that's when I discovered Twitter and, like, 515 Pro-Am. And I started playing with friends, and they told they they're actually the ones that pushed me to go for it. They told me that, like, I'm better than the average person, like, they were the ones that were, like, watching a lot of YouTube, watching a lot of, like, uh, Twitch stuff like that. And, like, bro, like, you're better than this guy. So I said, you know what? Like, maybe I should actually, like, try to find a team and try to, like, push forward. That's why, like, I always, like, my friends, it was really, really one of my biggest support systems. Like, I feel like they're all from New York. That's why, I, like, I'm kind of sad that, like, I never got, that we never got to play, like, on stage in New York. Because I feel like I would have had, had so much people there. It would have been crazy. But... I just like the support system that they that I have right now between them. That's what really keeps me going. They're the ones that like push me to actually go forward and do it. 
honestly, I decided that I wanted to go for the league about during my senior year of high school. That was when I I'd ended up doing an interview with like AT&T and it was like a really cool experience. It was just me and my um, season four teammate. And, you know, we, we didn't know, obviously, we were going to be teammates in the league at the time. But his name was um, Zar. I got uh, invited by Black Frank White. That's the 2K League community ambassador, I'm pretty sure. That's, a, that's what his official title is. He had invited me to come out when I was an amateur, just going to question, just get a, get a little bit of experience of how, like, a league player, um, just just how, like, how it feels to, you know, like, be in the league for one for a day. So I thought it was pretty cool. And when you watch, you know, regular NBA basketball or any basketball for that matter, do you kind of pick up tips just kind of watching styles of other players? And does that kind of help you in the virtual world? Because I've heard from other guys when they talk about how they make the adjustment to virtual basketball, they kind of use some of what they see in real time to try to gather some thoughts, gather some tricks and implement them into the NBA 2K game. Do you kind of use that as some fuel to kind of gain some more skills and kind of perfect your craft a little bit? Um, I wouldn't say it helps with like my skills, like on the court of me playing 2K, but I'm a basketball fan. Like I watch a lot of NBA, like literally throughout the whole regular season, even playoffs. And like now it's one of the most exciting times of basketball. Just watching West, about to be watching the Western Conference, Eastern Conference Finals. Um, what I do, what, what, what I will say is that like some of my favorite players all time, not all time, some of my favorite players, just like Derrick Rose, John Morant, Chris Paul. I feel like I have like a lot of their elements that's how like how I play on 2K and more of like an inside out scorer, inside out scorer. So I guess you can say that like I, I when I watch their games, I see some of myself in them. Yeah, I totally get that. We've heard from other guys; they bring up various players from the past or present, kind of motivates them, kind of fuels them a little bit with their virtual skills. Uh, so you guys had a pretty strong finish to the Slam Open, although you didn't end up qualifying for the bracket stage in Indianapolis. But you beat Gen G and then pushed Handles, which was the best amateur team in the tournament, uh, to five games and were a shot away from winning the series. Uh, Jonah, what did you see from the group as the tournament went on? Yeah, I mean, what I think we've come to realize now that the tournament is finished is that I think we were definitively in, in what was by far the toughest group. Um, Grizz Gaming obviously made it to the to the semifinals, uh, lost to the Wizards, um, who were really the best team start to finish of the entire three three tournament. Mm-hmm. Obviously, able to win it, um, but you know they they um, you know they also barely beat Handles in the first round, which Handles had that game that series won uh, and just absolute blue game five. Um, so from from my perspective, it, it shows us that you know we're actually a, a pretty competitive thirty three team, and I think in in a different group in a different different world where we have the same three guys that we have now uh, for these the stretch of you know practices leading into the tournament, I think we would have had a lot more success. So um, we saw us, I think, scored a, a lot more efficiently um, and still play defense at the same level. I think our defense improved as the tournament went on. Um, we're starting to be a little more aggressive, go for some more gambles on steals and things like that. And um, I actually expect us to be really, really competitive in 3v3 in the next tournament. Um, and, I mean, obviously, I feel the same way about the turn coming up, but uh, especially optimistic about our chances in, in the next 3v3 tournament. You mentioned the turn, which begins next week. You guys are in Group D. Uh, with Nets GC, Wizards District Gaming, Knicks Gaming, Heat Check Gaming, and Hawks Talon GC. Uh, Just in a general sense, Jonah, what stands out about this group, and how do you feel you guys stack up against this competition? Well, I mean, right away, it's – 
you know, a, a team we've played before in the Nets is our first matchup. And, um, and then we turn around and we play the Wizards and Knicks as well, who obviously were both in this, in this 14 trade, which um, can't, you can't tell me that's a, that's a surprise or a random thing that happened. I think that's very designed uh, that we're all playing each other here. So that's my, where my mind goes right away. But um, ultimately I think that there aren't those, you know, I think like people may see the top teams in our conference right now is probably Gingy and Philadelphia. Um, and those teams aren't in our group, but there aren't those bottom feeders either. I, either. I think that um, on paper, we're supposed to be the worst team in this group, which, which I, I don't mind at all. But um, I think it's a bunch of like pretty middle of the pack teams that uh, can make it challenging to, to make it out of the group. But um, if you do, I think that we have a chance to be one of those top teams at making it out of the group. Yeah, with the Knicks being in this group, Doc, uh, how much are you anticipating going up against your former team? Are you the type that gets extra motivated by these kind of games, or will it just be another game on the schedule for you? Um, I don't want to say it'll, it'll just be another game on the schedule. Obviously, this matchup is going to be highly anticipated by a lot of people in the league, just fans of the league in general, because obviously we just, we just been coming off of this trade. I'm playing with that team for two and a half years. Like It's going to be like a game that most people are going to want to watch. You know, me and some of the guys over there, we've already been talking about it. Once we find out we're going to be playing each other, we've been making jokes. So I definitely would say it's, like, anticipated. I do expect to come out with a win pretty easily because I do feel like I know all four guys over there, like, like the back of my hand, you know, that I've been playing with them for so long. And obviously, you know, they they probably feel the same way, that they know me at like the back of their hand. So it's just a matter of, you know, who's going to actually pull through when it comes time to play. Among all the point guards in the league – is there anyone or maybe a couple guys that you really look forward to playing or feel like it's always a heated matchup between you and the other one? Like I, we've heard from other players before where obviously, you know, this is a professional league. Everybody is amazing at this game, but uh, some have said that they just look forward to playing certain players more than others for whatever reasons. It could just be their past history. It could be because they feel like they have an advantage against them. It could be because uh, there's like a rivalry there from past tournaments uh, is there anyone that kind of stands out in that way around the league at your position? Honestly, I like playing point guards that I highly respect. Like that, like I pattern—I wouldn't say pattern my game after, but the point guards that I do respect, like I like how they play. So those point guards would probably have to be like Kena, CB13 on Warriors game and Splash on. Uh, I've actually known Splash to be for like about seven, eight years now. I used to play with him. He was one of my—he was one of my original friends with that one people in my support system that I was talking about. Obviously, he came onto the team a little bit later than I did, but he's gone way farther than there, especially in my team. But I've known Splash for a while, so it's always fun playing him. So I would say Kena, Splash. I like I like Gallo a lot, um, that rookie point guard that playing with Gen G. I watched him during pre-draft, and I saw like a lot of myself during my pre-draft and him, just how like his, just his swag and how confident he was when he was playing. Uh, other than that, uh, I like Dre, too, on Sixers. I just feel like he's uh, very confident, highly motivated. Like, he never looks out of it. So, after those four, it gets, like, really slim. I wouldn't, like, say anybody else, honestly, to be honest, Julian. I like playing – oh, I got to say Bear. I like playing Bear, too, especially – I like – I just like how confident, he, how confident he is on the court. He just, like, never seems rattled, always has a lot of energy. Yeah, and, and there was a, a blockbuster trade made uh, maybe a week or two before you guys made yours involving the Sixers and Pacers. And I wanted to get your take, Jonah, on this. How do you think Dre and uh, 630 will mesh together going forward? I mean, obviously, 630 didn't play in the 3v3, but 
I, I presume they have a game plan going forward for how they're going to coexist. Do you kind of see how they'll figure it out moving forward? Or is that sort of a surprise to you that they wanted to pair those two together? You know, I, I wouldn't say I'm surprised um, just because I think that the Sixers have a, a reputation and in, in history of being really aggressive as far as trades go. Um, so I'm not surprised they see an opportunity to pick up what they think they, they feel is a, is a stronger player than Reezy. So they went after it. Um, what I will say is, is Philadelphia has kind of been the place where shooting guards go to die a little bit. Um, the last, you know, obviously the between Cali Rack, um, a Rooks and Reezy, uh, obviously kind of all being out within a one, one calendar year is a little crazy, but, um, I will say that 630 is an upgrade from Reezy defensively. Uh, they did have Reezy on the wing defensively, so that should be quite the change. And they did defer to Reezy, I think more so than they did the pass guards last year. Um, as far as like when there is a mismatch, you know, he has the point guard on him, they would swing the ball over to him. There's even a game against Atlanta this year where Reezy actually had the opportunity. I think the last two possessions of the game, they did let him work out to try to win the game. So um, I do feel like the Sixers have improved in that, in that world um, as far as like getting the shooting guard involved a little bit in half court, though, not maybe in easy catch and shoot, shoot situations, but as far as just facilitating at a higher level. So um, I think 630 is an improvement there in that ISO situation. Uh, he's an improvement defensively and certainly is an improvement in transition uh, from Reezy. So um, I will say, you know, I think Reezy is brings other things to the, to the table that maybe 630 doesn't um, as far as maybe off the court things, uh, his, his level of preparation and ability to, to kind of read the game. Um, Reed has always been an incredible court, like coach on the court type of player. And um, one of the reasons we loved him and had him here for three years. So um I was surprised a little bit, but also kind of not. So um, we'll see how that, that blend goes. I think that they have a lot of strong personalities now, Josh. That's the only thing I'll say. And it can be challenging to manage those personalities. If, if things don't go as, as planned right away, um, things can go downhill quickly. So, uh, but they have all the talent in the world. They're, they're currently, I would say, the team to be in the East as far as just from a pure talent standpoint. Mm, interesting. And I'll present the last question to you, Duck. Uh, with, with this being season three for you, uh, how do you like the new schedule format in the NBA 2K League compared to the past couple of years? Are you a fan of the tournaments only setup? Uh, do you kind of wish there was still a regular season or, or are you more of a tournament guy and you feel really feel like that gets the most out of a team? I definitely I feel two ways about it, honestly. I definitely feel like tournaments bring the most out of the most out of a team. But I also feel like you need a regular season in the league just to like try to get work your kinks out, you know, figure out as the season goes on like work on see things need to work on see what you're really good at see you can make that like your the number one like strong your number one strong point i do i do miss the regular season i do feel like it's needed i feel like you should play every single team in your conference so obviously with this tournament format you're probably not gonna play every single team but you know it is what it is the league is trying stuff out especially with 3v3 so i like once again it's an experiment so i'm not like here to downplay it I, I, I will say, I, I do, I will say though, like next year, I do think they should bring the regular season back. And if they are going to have tournaments, just implement it during the regular season as it was in years prior. If it has to be more tournaments and let it so be out, if they have to start the league earlier, then do that. And I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do going forward, trying to find that right balance. But like you said, it's all experimentation right now. And I'm sure they're exploring different ideas using whatever they're learning from this season to make adjustments on the fly going forward. But, uh, you know, I know the, the supports out there for, for tournaments and I do like the three V three at edition. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but from just from an entertainment standpoint, watching it uh, on uh, Twitch or YouTube, I feel like it's uh, definitely uh, interesting and adds some, some, some maybe unique entertainment value that 
didn't wasn't really a part of the NBA 2K League before. So I really like that addition. Uh, but we'll see how that plays out going forward. And I really appreciate you guys coming aboard, of course. Jonah, Duck, good luck going forward next week, the start of the turn. Uh, the schedule will be released soon. Uh, you'll be able to find that on uh, the Magic Gaming's uh, Twitter feed. Also, the NBA 2K League website will provide that as well. So stay tuned for that. And uh, keep up with us. Uh, we'll have this podcast every couple weeks. And uh, until the next one, we'll catch you later. <laughs>